Oracle. I am so thrilled to bring you guys this episode today. It was honestly really fun to sit down with my guest, Dr. Shaw, who um, came to talk with me about sepsis. Karin Samir Shaw, MD, MMHC, is System Physician Advisor for Baptist Health and serves as Vice President for Physician Integration. A member of the hospital's executive leadership team, he provides leadership to case management, helps direct strategic projects at Baptist Health Louisville, collaborates with the chief medical officer on physician issues, and works with quality department to improve overall care delivered to the patients. As a system leader, he works closely with leaders of case management, denials management, revenue cycle, and managed care organizations to develop a successful internal utilization management program, which helps decrease denials for all nine hospitals. Most recently, Dr. Shaw was medical director of the observation unit. In that role, he was responsible for designing and opening a brand new 32-bed observation unit. One of the main responsibilities of this unit was to decrease length of stay for observation patients while maintaining high patient satisfaction scores. Prior to that position, Dr. Shaw was Director of Strategy and Operations in the Emergency Department at Indiana University Health. Under his leadership, IU Health was able to secure several new emergency department contracts. Dr. Shaw graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Biology and a Bachelor of Arts in Religious Studies from Bucknell University in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. He earned a medical degree from Wake Forest University School of Medicine and completed an emergency medicine residency at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. His interest in healthcare administration led him to a Master's of Management in Healthcare from Vanderbilt University Owen School of Management. He continued at Vanderbilt University, completing a hospital and clinics administrative fellowship at the Medical Center. Dr. Shaw is currently a candidate for a Master of Science in Health Informatics from University of South Florida, Morsani College of Medicine, and will receive his degree in December, 2024. In his free time, Dr. Shaw enjoys traveling and spending time with his family. Wow, what an impressive biography. Well, welcome Dr. Shaw, thank you so much. Thanks Kristen, for having me. Okay, um, so we're just gonna get right into it. Okay. Um, so I did a little bit of research and according to the American Association of Critical Care Nurses, sepsis is the number one cause of death in the US and accounts for about 6% of acute care admissions each year. It's also the number one cause of readmission to acute care facilities with a 90 day readmission rate of nearly 40%. What do you believe are some of the contributing factors to these statistics? So I think I think you're absolutely right, right? I mean, one of the reasons why sepsis has such a high mortality is it's difficult to recognize up front, right? I mean, I mean, you know, you talk about strokes or um, having STEMIs, right? I mean, there is, you know, we've done a lot of education in the community and, and folks can recognize that. Hey, if you have chest pain, think about, you know, that you might be having a STEMI. If you're having your right side of weakness, maybe it could be a stroke. I think with sepsis, it's just the combination of symptoms that makes it difficult even even for healthcare workers to sort of diagnose it. And I think that, that that's what makes it challenging is that, hey, you know, you have an infection and now things have gone awry. And that's what really makes it difficult. There's not one red flag, there's 50. Exactly. <laughs> um, so why have you taken an interest in sepsis treatment here at BHL? So I've always sort of 
been interested in, in sepsis because it is a diagnosis that's difficult to make. So that always sort of fascinated me. Um, and even prior to Baptist Health, um, you know, I, I was sort of helping with sepsis. So, so a lot of my work has sort of been through the quality world and, and sepsis was always part of that. You know, how do we improve our care for sepsis patients? How do we improve mortality for sepsis? Um, so honestly, that's how I ended up getting interested in sepsis and have done a lot of work with sepsis. Yeah, definitely. You're the guy to be interviewing <laughs> about this one. <laughs> Could you briefly explain the pathophysiology of sepsis just to sort of get it out there and why it can occur in some instances and not in others? Yeah, so <clears throat> part of sepsis, right, I mean, is, is that you have an infection, right? And then there is multiple different factors that play a role, right? I mean, how is your body reacting to that? You know. What are, what are the genetic predispositions, right? Are you immunocompromised? Are you immunosuppressed? So there are a lot of factors. Um, and, and, and I think that's part of the reason why, I mean, there are different definitions of what sepsis is, what is severe sepsis. And, and some, you know, some societies don't, you know, CMS uses, still uses SIRS, sepsis, severe sepsis, and septic shock. But if you look at some of the other societies, I mean, they just look at sepsis and then there's septic shock. Um, so, so I think there isn't a consistent sort of definition either. But going back to pathophysiology, usually, I mean, most people will, will say that it is an infection that basically leads to some sort of an inorgan damage, you know, whether you look at the QSOFA score or whatever you look at. Um, and and that, that is essentially is what is causing disease, right? I mean, I mean that, that's what's causing, you know, you're altered, you have where your creatinine is climbing up, your lactic acid is elevated. And then, you know, the, on the other end of the spectrum is septic shock, which is basically you're hypoperfusing. Um, and your and your pressures are pretty low. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that's usually where I would see, mm -hmm. be alerted to it for the first time was the hypotension. Absolutely, and, and and the problem is that if you've already gotten to that, then you've you've missed the boat, right? I mean, I mean you're so far down that yes, I mean it's great that they're retreating folks that they come in with septic shock, but the whole point is we want to see them as early as possible um, from sepsis to getting them to an organ dysfunction point, right? You want to prevent that septic shock from happening. Yes, absolutely. So is <clears throat> there's significant evidence in the literature that early recognition, like you've been talking about, has a positive and substantial impact on patient survival. Mm -hmm. What should nurses be looking for to catch the onset earlier? Yeah, so, <clears throat> I mean, you know, obviously the vital signs are vital, right? And there's a reason why, right? I mean, they're called vital signs. But yeah, I mean, if, if you're seeing folks that, you know, are tachypnic, right? I mean, respirates up. You're seeing them that all of a sudden they're running, their pressures are running high, but now they're sort of not quite at the 90, right? I mean, when they're hypotensive, but they're running low, right? And you don't really have a reason why they're running low, right? I mean, um, you know, why why is it that, and, and they might have some sort of infection, right? They were admitted to the hospital with an infection and now something's changing those vitals. I mean, to me, that's sort of concerning, right? And I would start thinking about, are we going down that path, right? And that's when you start the bundle. Mm -hmm. Well, and that leads perfectly into my next question, which is why has Baptist Health Louisville adopted the bundle approach to sepsis treatment? Yeah, so I know some parts of the bundle are controversial, right? And especially fluids. Um, and and I think what what makes it challenging is, is, is we just don't have a better way of sort of demonstrating our, our care for sepsis, right? I mean, nationally, CMS uses the bundle. And I think that's one of the reasons why we've sort of use the bundle for a fair comparison. Now, one thing I'll say about the bundle that does help, right, regardless of, you can argue everything about the bundle, but timed antibiotics does make a big difference, right? And, and that is emphasized in the bundle as well. Mm -hmm. So I really think that, um, you know, the, 
like what are flaws that the bundle has? Uh, door antibiotics or time from did you did you worry that somebody's septic? Getting the antibiotics on board is critical, and I think that that's what saves lives. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Dr. Shaw, can you explain the difference between sepsis and septic shock, and why it's important to make the distinction? Yeah, so so sepsis, right? I mean, I mean, it depends on whose definition that you look at, because different organizations uh, sort of define sepsis differently. If you look at the CMS definition, right? I mean, they still use the SERS, the sepsis, the severe sepsis, and septic shock, and it's sort of in a gradient, right? So sepsis, they say that it's two or more criteria, right? Either your temperature is high or low, your heart rate is greater than 90, respiratory rate is uh, greater than 20, or your PaCO2 is less than 32, uh, and or your white blood count is elevated or low. So they, you need two of, two of those four uh, things essentially to call SIRS. Um, and then they say sepsis is a, is a systemic sort of response to an inf infection uh, manifested by two or more of those SIRS criteria. And then severe sepsis, they basically Add, they say it's sepsis plus some sort of an organ dysfunction or hypoperfusion or hypotension uh, that may be for limited, right? I mean, it could also include lactic acidosis, which is basically telling you that, hey, the body is hypoperfusing, mm -hmm. uh, as well as alternate status. And then the way they define septic shock is they basically say it's sepsis induced with hypotension and you've done adequate fluid resuscitation, but, but you're still... Um, it's not, refractory. Yeah, it's refractory to that, exactly. Gotcha. Uh, so then you, you start pressors essentially at that point. Uh, so that's sort of CMS's definition of what sepsis versus uh, septic shock is. Yeah. And that's one of the big advantages we have with Epic is that it's in the background running, checking these numbers for us all the time. Absolutely. So, so I'm glad that you brought that up uh, because it is smart enough to sort of alert when things are off. Um, but it doesn't, you know, I think the, the one big thing to consider in that sometimes is if, if there is not a source of infection, right? Or you're not as worried about infection. One of the things that we found is as we've extracted charts, and I want to give a big shout out to Stacy Monarch, who's our sepsis coordinator, as well as Marianne, who do a lot of the chart extractions. Uh -huh. uh, what they've found is that when it is not sepsis, if there's not infection, it's, it ends up being a GI bleed. So, so, so I want to put that on people's uh -huh. minds is that, hey, if, if you're not worried about sepsis, then start thinking that where is the patient bleeding from? That is fascinating Yeah, and important for everybody to hear. Absolutely. And this is my last question for you. I know your time is very valuable. Um, in your time working with the nurses here at BHL, what have you noticed that we do better than other facilities you've encountered? And what could we do to improve? So so I think, I think I mean, the, you know, one thing that, that I'll say about the nurses at Baptist Health uh, Louisville in general is that uh, they're really caring. And I think the quality of care that they deliver is is by far, I mean, this is my third or fourth institution that I've been part of. And and I have not seen a better better nursing um, care being delivered. And and I, I'm not saying that because I'm here, but, but this is truly the fact. I mean, the nurses care, the nursing leadership is bought in. They want to do what is right for the patient. And, and I really appreciate that. And, that, and that's true of um, care when it comes to sepsis as well. Um, that, you know, the one thing I think the nurses do really well is they want to learn um, and, and they want to get better. Um, so, and, and I think, you know, just, just like everywhere else, right? I mean, I think something that they can get better on is, is sort of that early recognition, right? That, and, and I think this is true of any healthcare provider. I mean, I, I put myself in the same boat that, you know, we've always been trained that asking for help is sort of a sign of weakness, but I almost want to flip that paradigm and say, hey, if somebody is septic or you're worried about a patient, right? asking for help is not a sign of weakness, but you're advocating for the patient. 
Um, and that's exactly what you should be doing. I would agree very much. So, yes. Um, if you think about anybody that you love, wouldn't you want that provider to ask the question? You would ask for help if somebody was having a stroke. So why not for sepsis as well? Yeah. It's going to be a paradigm shift, it is. but we're going to tackle it together. Okay, exactly. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you. Wow. What a great interview with Dr. Shaw about sepsis. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that and learned a lot. I hope you all did too. I want to say thank you to all of you for listening, for being a part of our um, Oracle audience. And um, if you have any questions about today's episode or um, any suggestions for any future episodes, I would be thrilled to hear it. Um, there will be some links in the um, episode description uh, regarding sepsis and some of the things Dr. Shaw discussed uh, if you want to learn more. Thank you again for listening and take care. Oracle is produced by myself and Sarah Woolwine via the Anchor podcast app and is distributed by the Innovative Learning Department. You can listen to Oracle anywhere podcasts are available, including Spotify and Apple podcasts. Thank you for listening. And remember, we are not what we know, but what we are willing to learn. Thank you and